Listen, folks, if I'm honest with you, <laughs> I am on one today. I am on one today. Seriously, we are going to have an incredible episode today of GM3X. Now, we are talking about Scientology. Dun, 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 right? We're talking about Scientology. And we're using Scientology as a catalyst to ultimately create a bridge to help everyone see and understand. Whoa, that's interesting. I haven't had that happen. Wow. Just shut down my entire stream across all the platforms. The connection was severed to the Flash server. <laughs> interesting. To begin a new broadcast. Okay. All right. Wow, this is new. Let's see, let's see, let's see. It's because I'm on one today. I know it. All right, quality could be reduced. Okay, boom. We're going to go live now. Let's see what's happening. You must enter contents for your post and create broadcast. Wow, this is all brand new. Okay, all right, Clubhouse. Bear with me for just a second, folks. Okay, let's do that. Let's take that off. Maybe that'll help. Do that. Oh, just completely erased it. Okay. All right. This is really interesting. It is, you simply don't know what you don't know. Okay. Good. That one's good. All right. Let's do it again. You simply don't. I guess I was on, I was on, so on fire. I done burnt up the whole dang inter internet. That's what happened there. I done burnt up the internet. You simply don't know what you don't. Funny. Don't know. All right, let's try that. Let's see if we can get after it again. Now, I got to double check and make sure. Love being live. Oh, wow. Oh, interesting. Okay, so yeah. So I'm live on Facebook, even though it's telling me that I'm not. This is the weirdest thing. It's telling me the stream's not going through. Okay, all right. I see people over on... I see you. Great, Scott Simons. Thanks. Okay, all right. We're live on Clubhouse. We're live on Facebook. I don't know if we're live anywhere else. The whole system is telling me we're not live anywhere. So this is so incredibly interesting. But all right, check it out. We've been talking about Scientology. And we're using Scientology as a catalyst. We're using it as a bridge, right? Because there's so many stigmas around it. And Scientology, for me, was actually a path that I took. It was a season of my life. Um, it was a path that I took, ultimately, uh, to be able and see. That's interesting now, too. Look at the numbers over on Facebook. That's crazy, right? It's a path that I took uh, to lead me into an understanding of my spiritual and that number keeps dropping. I don't know what's going on. Okay, all right. Let's try to do this. Welcome to GM3X. I am your host, Glenn Lundy. I am a husband to one, a father to eight, and the founder of the 800% Elite Club. I hope you're ready for motivation, education, inspiration, celebrity interviews, and thought-provoking conversations. Because it's 5.30 a.m. and it's time to rise and grind. Mm -hmm. 
Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Dude, today is uh, Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. And what's crazy is today is the very first and the very last time it'll ever be Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. So I want to make sure we make the absolute most. And I do mean the absolute most of this absolutely incredible, incredible day. Do you guys, all right, check it out. For those of you who are on Clubhouse, you have no idea. So we are full production. We are out over, um, we're supposed to be out over Facebook, YouTube. We're behind the scenes on Instagram and LinkedIn. And I can see, I can see that people are just getting booted. They're, they're getting completely kicked out of the Facebook live stream and then they're finding their way back in and then they're getting booted again, but it's completely solid over on my side. But yet my system tells me that my system tells me that there's no, that there's no stream at all, that nothing's happening. It's a whole lot of crazy is what it is. <laughs> this is fun, right? Mary Lynn Wilkin. Um, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should just like kill it, reboot it. What do y'all think? Take a vote. Those of you on Clubhouse, what do you think? Do you think we should reboot? I can hear you on Clubhouse if you speak. I say no. It's too dangerous at this point. Yeah, just push. What do you say on Facebook? Let me let me get a vote from the Facebook peeps. Facebook peeps, drop it in the comment. What do you think? You think we just keep rolling? We just keep rolling. It is so crazy, man. Okay, all right. Vicky Everett says, nah. I just run with it. Okay. All right, Tony. Fair, fair enough. All right. If that's what you say, all right, I'm just going to roll. Check it out. I don't know about you, but um, I woke up this morning ready to run through freaking brick walls. Like, seriously. One of those wake up five minutes before your alarm goes off. Felt incredibly rested. Right? In incredibly rested. And just ready to, 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 to run through walls. Like I literally woke up this morning thinking I am done with who I was. That was my first thought this morning. My very first thought this morning is I am done with who I was. What's up, Mike Romano? Great to see you. Never again. Never again will I be who I was. Isn't that a crazy thought to like wake up to? And I like who I was. Like, I like that dude. I like that dude as a father. I like that dude as a husband. I like that dude as a friend. I like that dude as a morning show host. I like that dude. And I woke up this morning and I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with who I was never again. Born again, brand new, today, ready to relentlessly seek that which I can see, that which I can sense, and that which I can taste, even though those things do not necessarily exist in my ultimate current reality. That's how I woke up this morning. This morning as I sat down in my planner, Morning 5 planner, and spent some time in thought, prayer, reflection, I literally started crying, right? Like tears were pouring out of my eyes just thinking about what an amazing time it is to be alive. 
What an amazing time it is to be alive. Opportunities are endless. Technology advancing. The ability to create a life, uh, a business around our life. To be able to do things that our ancestors were never able to do. The fact that I get to spend my mornings with you and that you get to bear with all of my technical random issues with me. That I never have to do this alone. I am so grateful for this life. I am so grateful for you. I am so grateful for this space. I am so grateful for where we are headed like, do you realize that we are the ones, me, you, Tony, Kim, Kelly, uh, Stephen Kuhn, Dora Maria, Justin Conacow, like we are the ones, Renee Knorr, right? Liza Myers-Borges. We are the ones that are literally going to change the world. Ain't nobody else crazy enough. They're not crazy enough to get up when we get up. They're not crazy enough to come into this space. They're not crazy enough to put up with all the things that we put up with so that we can make sure we start our days in certain and powerful ways. You and I are the future world changers. What a freaking great time to be alive. <laughs> Thank you for sharing this space with me. Thank you for having conversations with me over the last couple of weeks that most people can't have. Having conversations without them getting ugly, without them getting bitter, without anybody trashing one another, to be able to agree that we have different beliefs, different backgrounds, different upbringings, different experiences, and that we're still better together. The rest of the world can't do that. Do you realize that? It's part of the reason the show's always under dang attack. It's part of the reason we can't keep a consistent, steady flow. It's part of the reason we can't get all the reach that we want to get. Because the rest of the world and forces beyond do not want this space that we've created. They ain't ready for it. But we're going to bring it anyway. Because that's what we do. That's what we do. That and we do some dancing. We do some dancing every single morning on this show. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. An object at rest tends to stay at rest. It is time for you and I to get into motion. We're going to have an amazing conversation today. You might agree with some of the things I say. You might disagree with some of the things I say. My hope is that you'll take the time to seek to understand. That's what it's all about. Seek to understand. Until then, though, this is the part of the show where I clearly need you to hit that share button because people on Facebook are struggling. Usually there's 60, 70 people on the live every single day. I see the number going from 18 to 35, then back to 18, then 35. People are struggling. So share it out, tag a friend, all of those things that we do. This is a very interesting stream that we've got going on this morning. This is also the part of the show where I want to say good morning to you. You say good morning to me. If you're on YouTube, say what's up. If you're on Clubhouse, drop a good morning over in the comments over there on the left. I'm looking in the comments right now. Mary Kim Farkas just said good morning. I see Susan McLeish. She told me to keep going, right? Maria Lynn said good morning. Go ahead. Drop some good mornings in the comments over on Clubhouse. 
I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Let's all say good morning to one another. There you go. Jamikia said, uh, Jamikia said good morning. Mercy said good morning. Good morning, Wood Blackburn. How you doing, Patricia Buchanan? We've got Nabia Green just said good morning. Good morning, Nabia. Pascaline Wanky said good morning. Good morning to you. Ahmad, good morning. Tom and Monica and Clarissa and Wes. John Palicastro, good morning, sir. I see Gail Beecraft is with us this morning. Jamicia is with us. Melvin Rodriguez and Paige Cross. What's up, Kelly DeJoy? Tina Kelly Overfit and Thania Banks, good morning. Drea Barnes, good morning. Cheryl Alexander, good morning. Scott Simons, bro, you're killing the game. We're starting to see you everywhere, dude. One of my teammates said it to me yesterday. They're like, golly, Scott's everywhere now. I said, Scott is on fire. He is on fire. He's changing the world. He's a world changer. Keep up the great work, Scott. Tony, good morning to you. Marilyn Wilkin, Mike Higdon, my boy. What's up, Mike? Gail Beecraft, Amy Myers, Ray Hatcher in the building. Good morning, Dora Maria, Michelle Mabella. We've got Malcolm in the building. Andrea's in the building. Miss Ebony Impress, good morning to you. Charmin, good morning. Christina Gorgeau, good morning. I see those numbers jumping over on Facebook. You guys are helping people find the space. I appreciate you. What's up, Mike Strong? Good morning. Good morning, Valerie Christine. Good morning, Vitali. Great to see you. Mac Tight Radio is over here on Instagram. Coach Jackie, Ed Hook Jr., West Storm, Spencer Tarazzi, everybody. Oh, boom, and that number on Facebook just dropped another 20 people. It's messing. It's crazy. What's up, Moni Bodwi? Great to see you. How you doing, John Conley? Look, I'm so glad you guys are here with me this morning. Dominique Christian, grand rising to you over there on Clubhouse. So glad you're here. Listen, I don't know how to get back to the room. There we go. John Paul Guidry, bro, yesterday was incredible. What you and Bruce Miller did yesterday for Raheem. I mean, I teared up. I was weepy yesterday. I teared up after that as well, John Paul Guidry. That's why we put together 800% Club. Speaking of 800% Club, listen, if you are in the automotive space, if you're an owner or a general manager of a car dealership, uh, we've built an amazing community of dealers all across North America. Uh, we have small dealers, franchise dealers, independent dealers. We have large stores, we have dealership groups, we have dealers in Canada, in Canada, and dealers in America, we have all of them. And it's all owners and general managers coming together to support one another, encourage one another, share best practices and strategies. We'd love to have for you to be a part of it. And as a matter of fact, we've got a retreat coming up in um, Atlanta. And typically we don't invite outside dealers, but we are inviting for a segment of that retreat for a full day on Wednesday in Atlanta. We're inviting dealers to come out. So check it out. Here's some information on that. Let's dive into TikTok Tuesday. And then we are going to talk about some of the things I learned in Scientology here in just a sec. Automotive dealer owners and GMs only exclusively on October 26th, the Technology Matters Summit presented by 800% Elite Automotive Club. We are holding this event at one of the premier dealerships in the United States of America. We will be at Beaver Toyota in Cummins, Georgia. That's right. Beaver Toyota led by Patrick Abad. I know you've heard of the place. They've had a massive, massive increase in sales over the last three years. And we're going to have our event right there on site. So you can check out the store. You can check out all the features. You can check out what some are calling the Disneyland of dealerships. As we learn that technology matters from Dan Moore. 
Aaron Cheeks, Brian Kramer, and so many more. Grab your ticket now. We'll see you there. October 26th, coming to Georgia. Don't miss it. Hey, guys. Welcome to another TikTok Tuesday. These weeks just keep blowing by, man. Next thing you know, it's going to be snowing outside. I don't know if I'm ready for that, but I am ready for fall. Fall is one of my favorite seasons, but sorry, I'm rambling. This week, it's going to be a little different. I know it's TikTok Tuesday. Hear me out. I get it, but I found this video this week on Twitter. I'm sorry. I know I'm on Twitter, but this video had such a good message in my opinion. For those of you that have played sports, you know the competitive edge is there. You want to beat the other team. That is your sole purpose, whether it be for real, like playing a team sport, or just, just playing intramurals, or just playing against your friends on the court. You want to get that win at all costs. But sometimes we get lost in that. Well, this kid was bigger than most people I've ever played against. An accident happened, and his response was bigger than any win, in my opinion. Oh, look out. Wow, that is a tough kid right there. So this is really cool because as a pitcher, Bubs looks shaken up right now because of what he did. And look at Zay Jarvis. This is such great sportsmanship. He wants him to know that it's okay, that he'll be fine. Hey, Bob. Look at me. Look at me. You're all right. Amazing. You're all right. Look at me. Hey, look, look. You can do it. Wow, good stuff. That's all I gotta say, and that's all I have for you today. Hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. Go kill it, keep it up, and I'll see you all next week. See ya! And now it's time for the Morning 5 Quote of the Day. So check it out every morning in the uh, Morning 5 Planner. There is a quote submitted by actual members of our community uh, today's quote was a long quote, but a powerful quote. It said, I am struck by how laughter connects you with people. It's almost impossible to maintain any kind of distance or any sense of social hierarchy when you're just howling with laughter. Laughter is a force for democracy. And so I read that this morning, and it really stuck with me. This ability to reduce the distance between those that agree and those that disagree. I think this is incredibly important, especially during today's day and age. We have to find ways to reduce the, the distance between those that agree and those that we don't agree with, that we uh, believe that the same as us, is that align with us, like we have to reduce, or that don't align with us, we have to reduce this distance right now. Right now, the gap is so huge. The division is so huge. So we got to work towards reducing that distance. That's what that quote made me think about this morning. And this week, I want to do a little bit of that. Uh, Scientology, this whole Scientology thing that many of you have heard different things about. Some of you uh, practice and study and so on and so forth. 
Uh, I spent eight months studying Scientology and Scientology taught me, this was uh, 15 years ago, and Scientology taught me a lot of different things. And this week I want to share some of those things that it taught me that absolutely transformed my life and helped make me the man that I am today. Now, ultimately I found my path to spiritual connection through Jesus, through the Bible. I am a Christian with all of that said Scientology. There are some myths that need to be busted. There are some valuable strategies that I learned during that season that I want to be able to share with you as well. So my hope is that you're one of those open-minded world changers and that you will be able to pick up some of these things and ultimately they'll make an impact in your life as well. One of the first things that I learned in Scientology is Scientology taught me that people can have different religious practices and still be good people. Do you know that people can have different religious belief systems and still be good people? I know a lot of people who don't think that. I know a lot of people who think, hey, there's, there's one way. You're either this or you're, you're out. Scientology taught me that that's not the case. Scientology also taught me that people can have different religious practices and still love the same God. Did you know that? You see, Scientology, contrary to popular belief, Scientology promotes a relationship with the spiritual side of yourself. As a matter of fact, in Scientology, the concept of God is expressed as the eighth dynamic. This urge toward existence as infinity. It is also identified as the supreme being. You see, Scientology was actually created by a guy named L. Ron Hubbard. We'll go into that a little bit more later. But L. Ron Hubbard said this. He said, no culture in the history of the world, save the thoroughly depraved and expiring ones, has failed to affirm the existence of a supreme being. It is, it is an empirical observation. That men without a strong faith, listen to this, lean in right now, pay attention. It is an empirical observation that men without a strong and lasting faith in a supreme being are less capable, less ethical, and less valuable to themselves and society. A man without an abiding faith is by observation alone more of a thing than a man. Now see, the difference is unlike religions with Judeo-Christian origins, the Church of Scientology has no set dogma concerning God that it imposes on its members. Basically, as with all of its tenets, Scientology does not ask individuals to accept anything on faith alone. Instead, as one's level of spiritual awareness increases through participating in some of their practices, one can attain his own certainty of every dynamic, including the eighth. Interesting, right? 
So Scientology doesn't say there is no God. Scientology doesn't say that you can't connect spiritually, as mainstream media might tell you. Scientology says explore the truth that there is a higher being, that there is a higher and infinite dynamic, and that you should explore that and do not take anything at face value, but instead experience what is true for you. Wow, right? Me learning that is what allowed me to study Buddhism, Catholicism, all these different, I studied all these different religions before I stepped into Christianity and ultimately found my relationship with God. If it wasn't for Scientology, I wouldn't have done that. Now, there are some differences as you go further down the uh, path in the world of Scientology. One of the main differences between Scientology and many of the uh, more customary religions that many of us uh, participate in, one of the main differences is Scientology does ultimately teach that if you reach a certain level, you can become God's equal. That God will exist in you and that you can ultimately become an equal to God. Whereas most other religions will always maintain a hierarchy, some sort of hierarchy of supremacy, right? So there are some differences between what they teach and what I've experienced. There are some things I agree with and some things I don't agree with. But opening my eyes and my mind to the possibilities that other people can believe different than me and still be good people, that other people can practice differently than I and still love the same God. Opening my eyes to that is ultimately what I needed to hear in order for me to experience my personal journey with spirituality. So that was the first thing. One of the first things Scientology taught me. They taught me how to have an open mind to others' beliefs. The second one of, well, there's a lot, and we're running out of time this morning. Um, and all week, I'm going to share these things. The second one I'll share with you today is Scientology was based originally off of a book called Dianetics. This book called Dianetics was written by a guy named L. Ron Hubbard who is referred to often in the Scientology org as LRH, L. Ron Hubbard. Now in this book, Dianetics, it taught me something about myself that was really, really incredible. And so I'm gonna share with you how they introduce you to this idea of Dianetics and what it means. And then we'll go have some more conversation on Clubhouse and we'll have to, uh, Keep going again tomorrow. I was going to share three things today. It'll have to be two, but I do want to share this with you because it's pretty powerful. Check this out. Do you know someone who has never fully recovered from a serious loss in life? <laughs> or a traumatic experience? Don't you ever and in your like own day-to-day -day life, do you sometimes experience self-doubts, negative thoughts, unreasonable fears, upsets, or irrational behavior? The painful experiences of our past clearly have an effect upon our present behavior. But to what degree and why? 
What causes the mind to depart from rational thought or behavior? That is the subject of Dianetics. Every moment of your life, your mind is recording everything that's happening to you. Every sight, every sound, every taste, smell, pain, emotion, touch, everything. These recordings form what is called the time track, a consecutive record of all the experiences accumulated throughout your existence. Your mind uses this information to make decisions and solve problems relating to your survival. The better its decisions, the better you survive. Most of this data is stored in your analytical mind, that part of your mind that thinks, remembers, and calculates. But some of your experiences are not recorded into those analytical memory banks. It is a discovery of Dianetics that all of your painful experiences are stored in a previously unknown part of the mind. It's called the reactive mind. And it throws those experiences back at you in an irrational attempt to get you to avoid the same painful thing from happening to you again. Here's a simple and common example. At some point, you've probably gotten sick from eating tainted food. Later in life, if you see or smell or possibly even think about that particular food again, you start to feel a little nauseous. Now you know that logically, the mere sight or smell or thought of a food can't physically make your body ill because you haven't actually eaten it again. And yet you're experiencing the same sick feeling you had before. This is your reactive mind, making you re-experience the same perceptions it recorded in that earlier incident in a crude attempt to protect you from what it believes is a dangerous situation. It reacts solely on a stimulus-response basis and below your awareness. The painful experiences hidden in your reactive mind are the cause of your fears, insecurities, negative thoughts, unwanted emotions, and irrational behavior. You have been accumulating these deeply buried experiences throughout your existence. In fact, the most damaging among them occurred before you were born. Dianetics reveals how these negative experiences are stored and contains a technology to free yourself from them. What would life be like if all of the pain you've experienced no longer affected your abilities, emotions, and behavior? You would think and behave rationally making the best possible decisions relating to your survival. You would be able to utilize your imagination and creativity to their fullest. You would be confident, more intelligent and productive and happier. You would be yourself, free to enjoy life and reach your full potential. In short, your mind would be clear. That is the goal of Dianetics. People achieve this state every day. And so can you.
So the study of Dianetics is an understanding of the active and reactive mind. Other scientists call it the subconscious and the conscious mind. And once we start to understand that there are things stored in our subconscious mind, or Scientology would say reactive mind, that are causing us to react in certain ways based on certain triggers, then we can go, okay, I have awareness that this exists, so now how do I clear it out so it no longer has control over me? I spent time in Scientology clearing these things out. I used to be an incredibly violent person. I used to like to fight all of the time. I used to be super, super negative. I used to have a certain aspect and perspective the way that I looked at the world. Now, when I started to examine that, I started to understand that there were some things from my childhood. There were some traumas from uh, my dad and some experiences, so on and so forth, that were triggering me in highly emotional situations to be ready to freaking fight. And once I was able to work through all of those things, remove all of these negative, what they call engrams, we'll go into that tomorrow, remove all of those engrams, engrams, I was able to take back over control of my emotions, therefore my reactions, therefore becoming a better version of myself. This book, Dianetics, and the study of Dianetics came before Scientology. This book, Dianetics, and an understanding of Dianetics is a study of your mind. Scientology then got built on the backside, the religious side. And there's some weird stuff in there, man. And I'll be the first to tell you, there's a reason I'm not a Scientologist today. There's a reason I'm a Christian. There are experiences that, that I had that led me the opposite direction. There are also life-altering tools, tips, strategies, and techniques that spending eight months at that church, I will never be grateful, be able to express how grateful I am that I spent eight months in a room around people that don't look like me, don't walk like me, don't talk like me, don't believe what I believe. But being able to experience that, <laughs> life-changing what I was able to take away. And that's the intention. That's the purpose. I'm not telling y'all to go study Scientology, just so we're clear. My intention is to open your eyes to the fact that you don't know what you don't know. And so to seek understanding of that which you do not know can be transformative in your life in so many ways. We're going to talk about this more over on Clubhouse. If you want to join me, if you're watching live, go ahead and do that. We'll head over there now. Uh, if you're watching on replay, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you. Make sure you share this out. I apologize for the little chaos there in the beginning. Make sure you share this out into the feeds and come back tomorrow. Let's continue to have this conversation this week. I think it's incredibly, incredibly important. All right. Until then, I will see you. Have an amazing, powerful, over-the-top, phenomenal day. All of those things. And we'll be back here at 5.30 a.m. again tomorrow morning. We're going to do this all over again on hashtag, that's right, GM3X. Let's grow.